coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hey everybody, welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and today I have with me Ray Fabic. He is with Caring Transitions. He is the president of Caring Transitions. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thank you, Rob. Nice to be here. It's good to have you. So tell us a little bit about uh, Caring Transitions. And I know you have a history, a long uh, career in franchising. Tell us a little bit about Caring Transitions and and how you wound up uh, working with them and then your vision for the future. Absolutely. So first and foremost, Caring Transitions. So we provide older adults and their families with what we say the most trusted and and respected downsizing, right-sizing, and estate sales and online auctions. So let me say that a little bit differently. That's more of our, you know, our spiel. Here's what we do. But what we really do is help families transition. So if you're moving mom or dad to senior living or moving them to another place other than where they've lived for 50 years, we're really there to help them through that transition. And in our name, I love our name because it truly says it all. It is about a caring transition. You know, there's a lot of stress that goes with moving mom and dad or if mom and dad have passed away. And we really provide that service that people don't realize is so much stress. It's that piece where, what do I do with all the stuff? And how do I handle all the memories that mom and dad have? You know, certainly a moving company can move a table. We really talk about, we can move 50 years of memories that happened at that table. And it's a very different transaction. So it is about working with that family, helping the, the, the siblings decide what they're going to keep, what they're going to donate, what they're going to try to sell all of those things. And then if mom and dad are moving, it's how do we help mom and dad start living day one in their new place? How do we make it feel like home on day one? You know, think about the senior who's moving and probably thinking about this may be their last move and they're alone and a little bit scared. And if we can make it feel a little bit like their home that they were in for 50 years, then we think that we're making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, as you're, as you're sharing all that, I'm thinking when my father was 75, they had to move and it was, you know, he had a beautiful home and, and, you know, he, he was a very handy guy. So he, he did a lot to the home on top of it being a beautiful home. And of course they had a lot of beautiful things. And, but I remember how stressful that was and they didn't have a caring transitions. I wish they would have. It was, it was us. It was the family. It was just working through the ups and downs of that process. It took a couple of years to get through it all and figure it all out, get the house sold, but then, you know, getting ready for what that really means. It was, it was complicated and stressful. I don't think it, it was probably one of the most stressful times in my dad's life. I could tell you, he was, he was not happy in those moments. And once he moved on, he was happy again, but right. I could tell Absolutely. you you know what I mean? So, so it truly is a tough time. And, and, you know, it must be a good time when not only are you figuring out what can we do with all this, all these material things that we've uh, amassed and many times you don't need anymore, 
But also I'm wondering, you know, must come into a time where you start thinking about the future. Like, do you have everything you need in place financially, right? Do you have your financial house in order? Uh, you know, is there a trust? Is there some other types of vehicles that should be looked at? And I think that's a little bit about at least you bring partners or yourself to bear where you can help with those types of concerns. So it's also it's the living side of things, but it's also wondering what what's going to happen in the coming years, because obviously if you're at this stage, you're probably later in life. So how does that play in when, when that happens? Yeah, our owners are well versed in knowing who to go to, you know, so if financial items come up, we certainly have partners. If the real estate side of this of selling the house comes up, then we certainly walk them through that. We like to be that centerpiece that can help you through all those all those pieces. And it's very emotional. As you said, with your dad, it's it's uh, people don't usually call us when things are going great. Uh, they usually call us, you know, when when a triggered event has happened. It's usually, you know, they've come back from the holidays and they've seen that mom and dad are having trouble or there's been a fall or there's been something like that that has determined they can't stay in the house anymore. So it is working with a family that's on a bit of a heightened alert on how can we help them to that next process. And, you know, it, it is an emotional piece. I even find myself thinking about now when, when I buy stuff like, oh, how long am I going to have this? I may only be around 20 more years. Do I really want to invest in that? And it, it's an interesting thought process to start thinking about how much stuff do I really need? You know, and if I someday move into an 800 square foot, you know, apartment, that's very different, you know, than than where I am now. So it is certainly an emotional process for everybody. It's a simple, it's a simpler life. That's for sure. If you think of it that way, simplifying and and downsizing is something we all start to think about as we, as we get older. Um, Absolutely. And Rob, the average house has about 300,000 items in it um, from, from the data that, that we have received. So when you just think about, think of that one closet you have that has a lot of stuff in it, and then multiply that by every room, the basement, the attic, the garage, and all those pieces. It's it's pretty enormous. So when you said a year or two, that's that's no joke. It can take a long time. And you know, certainly caring transitions can come in and get most of that done within a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that would that would have saved a lot of heartache in our case. Um so I you know, the 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 brand caring transitions. Obviously, uh, some thought went into that originally, right? The the branding, and when I talked to gentlemen in your in your position, leading companies in the senior care space, I often hear the similar things, right? Different might be coming from different angles, but if it seems like awareness is a still very much a big issue, um, you know, waiting, you know, in other words, probably not a good idea to wait until a triggered event, right? I know that uh, I recently had an experience where a friend of mine, I was visiting some family and, and, and things, and they had a couple neighbors in one week have issues with falls, right? Older, older seniors that had issues with falling down. And, you know, it just, you, you don't want to wait until that, you know, then you're in an ur- urgent situation. Um, but how do you deal with that? How do you deal with awareness from a marketing standpoint, from a branding standpoint? And as you look forward, I know. Certainly, I've heard as well that, you know, as we keep talking about the baby boomer generation, well, they keep aging, right? And I know as they move further, as they get older and older, that becomes even the demand increases, I would think, right? Even more so, exponentially so. 
So tell me a little bit about this awareness issue and how you guys are tackling it from a marketing and branding standpoint. Absolutely. Great question. You know, one thing that gives me a lot of faith in our brand is anytime that we mention caring transitions to someone, we get two responses. The first response is always, I didn't know about this. And the second one is, I wish I would have known about this when I was going through this with my parents. I have yet to run across a single person who says, well, that doesn't sound like a viable idea or a business. And that gives us a lot of hope. And we have been around 17 years. Uh, but certainly, you know, our our industry, I think, is parallel to what in-home senior care was about 10 years ago, where if you think back to 10 or 15 years ago, the average person didn't know that in-home senior care was an option. It really was a matter of how do we get people to understand that this is an option? It wasn't as much about pick us versus this other company. It was more about just use our service. And we're in that same spot in this industry in the downsizing um, relocation industry. There's certainly competition, but it is more about the awareness of the category than it is, hey, choose us versus this other transitions organization. So for us, it's about growing our footprint. Uh, certainly bringing in great franchise owners is a great start. Um, who come in and really work within their community to be known. Um, they work with what we call referral partners. So you find that real estate agent, you know, especially over the last few years, the only thing preventing a real estate agent from selling a house was if it was full of stuff. Uh, so we certainly became their best friend uh, because they knew that we could speed that process up. As you mentioned, from a year or two, we can, we can knock that out in a couple of weeks. So real estate agents, and our owners partnering was certainly a way to get our brand name out there. Um, senior living as well um, has been a way that uh, we work with those folks who, who are moving in seniors. Um, again, they wanna speed the process up. So Caring Transitions is in that spot where we're in the middle and we control the house. So it's any partner who wants the house process to go faster. So the family wants it to go faster so they can possibly, you know, stop paying taxes, get the inheritance, sell the house. The real estate agent wants to go faster so they can sell the house. Senior living wants to move someone in. So they want us to sell the house. So uh, it really has been a matter of, you know, how do we tackle that on a local level from a marketing standpoint, which is work with your partners, work with the Chamber of Commerce do great work and word will spread. Um, you know, our owners do a lot of local uh, advertising and marketing in the, you know, in the normal spaces. But another way that our brand has really grown is through our CT bids on the auction side. So whenever one of our owners has an auction, you're telling all those folks about caring transitions as well. So a lot of our bidders have become clients down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So well, exactly. Yeah. You get you get the word out there. Right. And everybody loves a good a good garage sale or a good sale. Right. A good estate sale. Right. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You get that local community involved. So so that in and of itself is kind of an innovative idea when you think about marketing. But tell me a little bit more about this. So the um, in terms of recruiting, in terms of finding the right folks to run an operation like this. Sounds like there's a lot of uh, partnering, a lot of interaction with other business owners, maybe other franchise owners, right? Um, in different brands. 
Uh, tell me a little bit about what you look for. What is what do you think is that X factor in, in, a, in a franchisee for this kind of a business model? Yeah, for this kind of business model, it's a great question. I was thinking about this prior to our conversation about what type of owners do we attract? And we have people from, you know, Fortune 500 companies and we have nurses and we have flight attendant and someone in aerospace. They're all over the place. So what that has told us is our bottom line is we definitely attract people who want to give back and want to make a difference. And it's really people who are dedicated to this point in their career where they just don't want to work. They just don't want, and this is not a knock on any other organization or a franchise, but 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 they really want something where they can see the direct link that they are helping families, they are helping seniors. They want to leave, you know, a legacy behind them that is different than, hey, I worked for a big corporation for 30 years. So that is the common thread of our owners. So it's finding those folks. And we get some folks who just don't, you know, who just don't have it. They, I think everyone likes seniors per se, but they're, you know, our owners are really driven. They're driven to give back. They're driven to make a difference. They're driven to really work with those families and make sure that the transition is a caring one. And that's so dominant. Sometimes we have to work with our owners to pay attention to the business side more, um, you know, and say, hey, we need to keep you in business for a long time so you can continue to give back and take care of the seniors. So it's certainly a balance. But that is probably the one common factor among all of our franchisees is that desire to give back. Yeah. Yeah. And I that that is that, that balance you're talking about, I'm familiar with. I. I, I I've I found myself often sharing that idea that in business period, like just being in, in a good business, you have to be willing to see the economic side of it to continue to do the good work that you do. And if you want to do more of the good work that you do, you have to be good at the the the, the business side of it, right? So it's good to pay attention to both, but you're right. I mean, it takes a heart. And in this situation, people are uh, you know, you're truly providing a service that is helping, right? People don't know always what to do, don't have a feeling that they're doing the best thing possible like they would with when they're working with you. So it's having that feeling. And when when your reviews or your testimonials are always like hugs and happiness, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different, right? In, in the Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We tell our owners in training that you'll get a check and a hug at the end of the process. So if you're good with both of those, you're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, there you go. That's that's right. That's that's the difference, I think, with this industry. So tell me a little bit about you talked about carrying transitions uh, and the C called CT, I think CT auctions. Um, CT bids. Yep. CT bids, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the technology behind that. I think there's probably some some online and digital uh, aspects of that, and or just tell me a little bit of how that works and how you guys put that together. Yeah, absolutely. So I did not anticipate running a technology company first and foremost. Uh, so it kind of started by accident. It was really a method to help owners get rid of that couch that was at a estate sale. Uh, that wouldn't sell. Um, you know, it's boy, if we could, instead of throwing this couch away and hiring someone seven, you know, paying them $75 to, to haul it away. What if we tried to sell it online? What if we sold it? You know, even if we sold it for a dollar, it would, you know, it, it, we, we would be better off. Um, so that's really how it started. It really started as a way to 
liquidate items that you just wanted to get rid of in a house, you know, all the cleaning supplies and just all the things and towels and things like, what could we do with these? What if we just put them on a website? So that's how it started. It has turned into something far different than that today, where now it is this multi-million dollar machine. And back to the marketing piece, one thing that we didn't realize that CT Business was going to do for us is really market caring transitions. And one of the the things I was aware of when I joined Caring Transitions was it's a bit of a one and done business in the sense that you help a family once and then you find a new family and then you find a new family. And those businesses can be tough because there's not a lot of repeat business. Now, every now and then you'll move mom or dad a couple of times, but not in general. It is a one time. It's a one time deal. And how do we become part of the family and part of their fabric if we're just going to work with them for two weeks? Well, what CT Bids has done if families start buying things online, so we can get you, Robin, your 20s or 30s, it might be, hey, fill your first house with things from, from CT Bids. You get some great furniture, you get some great artwork. You know, when people buy their first house, they don't necessarily have a lot of money left over after they buy the house to fill it. Uh, you've got this nice empty house at the end of the at, at the end of the purchase. So we believe that if we get people younger in their 20s and 30s, then they will become familiar with caring transitions. So in effect, it's getting them part of the brand in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Then when their parents get to an age where they need that service, they're not going to go anywhere else because they have bought from us for 10 years. They have built relationships. They've done local pickups. They've met the owner. They've met the staff. So when it comes time, it's going to be really hard for the competition to get those folks away. So you know, I would love to tell you we anticipated this and this was all part of our master plan. But uh, the good news is we kind of figured it out along the way. So this platform has become really a great piece for us to to keep someone with caring transitions, you know, 20, 30 years. So that's how it started to evolve with these smaller items. And then we found that versus a physical estate sale, there's a couple of things that are very different when it's online. You're starting at a dollar, so the price can go as high as the market will take. If you go to a physical estate sale, if the couch is marked for $50, it will never sell more than $50. We might put something on. We had, I mean, we got so many stories, but we had a Grateful Dead poster that was just a poster in somebody's house. And uh, we would have sold that at a physical estate sale for $5. It sold for $8,000 on our site. Uh, because it was a rare poster that we didn't that we were not aware of. So the market dictated. It got a couple of you know grateful deadheads who were um, who were enthusiasts and they bought the you know and bought it for eight thousand. So that is certainly a distinct advantage is that the market will tell you what the value of that item is. You know, chances are your three thousand dollar china cabinet is going to sell for twenty five dollars um, because that's really what they're worth. If you go into any used shop, you're going to see like a hundred china cabinets in there. Um, that's because the market value is not high. So, so we tell families there's going to be things that sell for a lot more than what you expected, and there's going to be things that sell a lot less. But the ultimate goal is just to liquidate the items and pass those memories on to someone else. So, it started to take a turn. About a year prior to the pandemic, we just started to see online sales overtake uh, physical estate sales. And then when the pandemic hit, our site is more geared toward 
the physical estate sale experience online instead of just an auction site that's just items which is what most of them are like if you can get on and you search items and if you want a lawnmower you punch in lawnmower and all the lawnmowers come up with us it's about estate sales you can look at different houses you know and pull up an estate and say okay i wonder what's in this estate it might be this family lived here for 50 years in a farmhouse they collected baseball cards and farm equipment so you can go into that house on a virtual, it's not the actual house, but you can go in, you know, on a virtual basis and click on the bedroom and see all the items that were in the bedroom. So that platform served us very well going into the pandemic when you couldn't do any physical estate sales in the country for a few months. So we got this wave of online business over the last couple of years, which is really, which has really been the primary growth vehicle for the brand. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, amazing. That's it's brilliant. Uh, I can tell you just based on all the trends, uh, being a digital guy myself, uh, first is I would say that people really do value using things the right way, like getting the most out of things. Recycling is a big focus, getting the most out of things, giving to others, uh, sharing uh, your value, like something that's important to you that someone else finds value in it. That's exciting, right? For me to give it to you or sell it to you. So I like that idea. Uh, the whole experience just seems like uh, something that uh, the, the, the masses would, would enjoy, right? And they, they, what you had said, where you can kind of pick and choose the different, the different estate sales, what might be interesting to you. It's almost like a treasure hunt in a way. I uh, can imagine that that that's why your your users are enjoying that that service, and um, and so and and then just in terms of you you had said earlier uh, that that alone would would give a lot of longevity to people knowing who you are, what you do, why it's important. So again, as you said, young folks will come across it and be like, "Oh, this is awesome," um, and then they get to know you and 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 they think of you when. Uh, it comes time for their parents, which is going to happen for a lot of folks here soon, right? A lot of parents are, are well, I would say it's happening every day right now, but it's only going to increase. We're still not fully actualizing the <laughs> the full uh, impact, I believe, of that. But uh, so, but you had mentioned earlier, and I was just curious. So a big part of what you do is obviously these these auctions. That's one great way to get to know everybody in the community. But also you had mentioned something about advertising. And I was just wondering, obviously, you, you want to be in places where your audience would be, which is kind of a broad, when you think about it, it could be a real broad one, as you just mentioned, mm -hmm. with as Sorry. we just talked about. Um, but tell me a little bit about that. Is there some other things that you have found really work well just as a, as a staple for every market that you're in? Anything that you'd want to share as a revelation in terms of either digital marketing or offline, old school marketing, anything working really well? Yeah, I think what we have found, Rob, is that we're a storytelling brand and that we've got great stories. We've got great stories about items that sell. We've got great stories about clients that have gone through different journeys in their life um, and that have you know lost their mom or dad. It's very compelling. And we find that when we share those stories on the digital formats, whether it's Facebook, you know, and, and different avenues there, even like a LinkedIn, that connects with people. Um, we have found, you know, even things like we've got a, a CT Bids Enthusiast group on Facebook. 
And we just started out with a few people and now it's got thousands of people in it because people like to tell stories about what they bought and what their bargain was. You know, so we find that when we share those stories and when we share stories about our owners and how they have found caring transitions, that that makes a big difference. So uh, that has been a key force. You know, we keep telling those stories in different avenues and different places. Um, and that seems to have really made an impact. Um, so that combined with, you know, our national marketing and working with, with you know, a marketing company who really directly targets adult children and seniors. Yeah, so all those avenues together made a big difference. But that common thread is the storytelling for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, again, another huge trend in marketing, really. It's about being authentic, right? About being transparent and just talking about how we're helping folks, right? Even on the way to helping folks, like the whole process of the way you help folks is kind of interesting, right? Like you said, the whole, the idea of passing on those treasures, right? That we all, uh, you know, what, what, what isn't it like the Grateful Dead poster? I was, I was laughing about that, but you're right. I mean, the, you know, for a, a Grateful Dead enthusiast, you know, something rare like that, like, oh, oh, absolutely. And then let the market determine it, right? With the bidding technology, you know, that you're using, it, it gives it gives everybody the opportunity to kind of get what, what they believe it's worth, right? And I think that's an amazing, an amazing idea. And then, and then tell stories about it. <laughs> so have, have you noticed Absolutely. a correlation? Um, uh, you know, obviously you're at 200, 280, I think you had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, owners. Um, has, have you seen any kind of correlation uh, recently, last couple of years, any uptick in growth or, or, because I would believe that this, this the momentum of everything you just mentioned would, would also kind of may, help people see the opportunity as well. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had a growth spurt, I would say, over the last three years. We have grown about as much as we did in the first 10. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that's becoming, you know, a factor of, of all of these things. I think it's the CT Bits platform where more people are finding out about us. I think it's the category. I think it's people wanting to give back. I think the pandemic, you know, pushed people out of a lot of corporate situations and moved them to, I want to do something that really makes a difference. So I think the combination of those things, along with the brand continuing to get stronger, has really, you know, translated into into good growth for us. Yeah. Now, (laughs) well, like I said, if you could check all the boxes, you're checking a lot of them. So I would think there's a correlation there. That's good to hear. Uh, no, that's a brilliant idea uh, that you had, and I'm glad it's in place. It, it sounds awesome. So tell me a little bit about, um, before we wrap everything up and why I have you, um, is there, and, and, and here you're a president of a, of a pretty large brand, right? Up and coming, still room to grow, but still a large brand. Tell me a little bit about, as president, is there... Is there a is there a mentor? Is there a book? Is there a set of principles that you like to lean on that you've learned through your experiences? Anything that you transfer to your teams and and like to kind of embed in your culture? Anything you could share with the audience like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in a large retail organization when I was younger, and that organization really stressed like some leadership principles. And it's funny how those things and those phrases stick with you. Um, and it's you know, who knew when you're sitting in, you know, a retail store and you're hearing things that 30, 40 years later, you would be able to relate those. And I'm like, they actually work, you know, and a couple of them, you know, 
and they're just simple phrases, but one is uh, react, but don't overreact. You know, and that's one where we talk to our team and our owners about that is we want to react to to the situation, but don't overreact. You know, th- that adage of it's not brain surgery. We'll figure this out. Let's, you know, stay calm. And certainly during the pandemic, when we think we all wanted to overreact, it's, hey, let's react, but let's not let's not do anything crazy. Let's see how this goes. And let's, you know, and that has certainly been, you know, a guiding piece for us. Um you know, I'm a big fan of a book called Fierce Conversations, uh, which is a book by Susan Scott, which is really having, you know, amazing how many people talk to each other each day, but don't really have a fierce conversation, that they don't really tell each other how they feel and what they need. And certainly from a franchisee, franchisor relationship, which can be tricky, you know, as you're working with you know, 280 plus owners that have different opinions and different things and different ways they think the brand should be moving, having those conversations with folks and being transparent as a franchisor and working with the owners so that they, at least they know. I use the 70-30 rule on this one, Rob, which is if I can get 70% of the people behind the idea and the other 30% who are upset about it to at least understand why we made the decision, then we're in a pretty good spot because we're never going to get 100. I'm probably never going to get 80%. No matter what, there's always someone who thinks it should be something different. So, you know, having those conversations and, and trying to, to get to that point where it's a very open conversation has, has certainly served us well. No, that's brilliant. I, and, and time is limited, right? We, we have opportunity here still and let's use it. Let's get to it, right? We need to be honest and upfront and transparent uh, with everyone. And um, I, I think that is, it's funny you mentioned uh, uh, th- those old experiences and I have some of those too. Some brilliant training, right? And you're thinking back then, oh, do I have to sit through another another session of this? Right? But that was good. It was really good yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's great to hear. So tell us before before I totally let you go, is there a website or a great way for folks to kind of learn a little bit more if they're interested or just get involved with your organization if they need any help? Is there a way they can reach yeah. your website you could share? Absolutely. CaringTransitions.com. We'll keep it simple. That's it. That's easy, right? It's CaringTransitions.com. There you go. Well, it's great to have you. Um, uh, Ray and and it's been a, an absolute uh, an absolute pleasure, and uh, we hope to have you back again soon. Rob, thank you so much. All right.